The Unstuff America podcast is hosted by the most organized man in America, Andrew Mellon. Listen in for Andrew's take on America's clutter crisis. From guns to gold, he dives deep into America's self-destructive obsession with possession and how that impacts the American dream. Get real-life tools and strategies to take responsibility, set yourself free, and live your values every day. And now, Andrew Mellon. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Unstuff America. I am your host, Andrew Mellon, and this is my co-host, Debbie Blatt. Hello. (laughs) And I am super excited about our guest today. We have Michael Green, who is a good friend of mine and a colleague. We are both members of the Experts Collective, which is a lifestyle collection of folks who help people live better lives. And so I've known Michael for several years in that context. And I I mean, he's a powerhouse in his world of food, wine, and travel. And Michael, why don't you tell folks what you you do, what you describe yourself as doing? Sure, first off, uh, thanks guys for having me on the show. So thank you very much. Our pleasure. What do I do to make a living? I am an experience engineer. I create experiences in the food, drink and travel category that bring people together. It can be an intimate dinner for 10. It could be taking 100 people on a private cruise around Iceland or tours of Bordeaux. That's what I do. Wow, that sounds great. Wow. And um, where can people find out about, uh, about using you and, and engaging in some of these experiences? It sounds so 21st century. Thank you very much. Well, I guess the website is the best way, and it is my name, michaelgreen.com. Green like the color, michaelgreen.com. Awesome. Yeah, so no E on green. No E on green. Excellent. So, Michael, uh, you know, I have the inside track because, as I said, I mean, we're friends, we know each other, uh, but the listeners don't know you possibly. And so tell us, what does a typical day look like for you? When we think about, uh, you know, I mean, you're an entrepreneur, I'm an entrepreneur, we have to create structure every day for ourselves uh, because, I mean, we're our own bosses. So, right, I mean, you wake up in the morning and if you don't feel like going to work, somebody still has to kick you out of bed and make you go to the office, even if the office is a living room. So what does a typical day look like for you? Well, in my day, it is very challenging to say that I have a typical day. Um, a typical day could be me being in the office doing sales outreach. It could be organizing my emails and my files, or it could be traveling for a week or more at a time. And so I try to put some things in place, a morning routine. So on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I get up every day at 430 But Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, I go to the gym at 6 o'clock. I spend a little bit of time to just breathe and meditate and just strategize by calming the mind. Okay, great. So you you get up at 4.30 in the morning. What time do you go to bed? Go to bed generally at 9 or 9.30 at night. Wow, okay. So, you know, just a plug for sleep hygiene, right? Because I am totally, <laughs> I am not a sleep hygiene guy. I mean, my sleep is erratic and it, bug, it bugs me. It's not, uh, I wish that I could be in bed by 9 or 9.30 and up at 4.30, but that is not my experience. So that's great. So you've got a routine. Um, do, you, do you, any secrets about getting to sleep at 9 or 9.30? Um, I mean, what, do, do you have a routine that, that uh, decompresses your brain so you're not thinking and scribbling notes in the middle of the night to yourself? 
great question. I do have some routines. I generally have a martini with my husband. And <laughs> you see, it's very interesting when you're in a relationship or when in this case now I recently got married, my husband goes to work at seven and he leaves at three and he shuts down. If a day is unsettling for him, he works until 3.15. Wow. <laughs> I walk in the door, he really expects me to shut down, have a drink, we cook dinner or we go out for dinner. So we have that routine when I get home, which is very, very nice. Wow, okay. So, um, uh, bar, so like if people don't drink, you know, I mean, it might not be the martini, but maybe some lavender oil or some other way to, to decompress at the end of the evening, a cup of cam chamomile tea. Actually, oh, that, it, that's perfect. It could be a mocktail, a really fun beverage, or doing juicing. I started doing juicing now every morning. Um, my creative director brings in a, a freshly squeezed uh, uh, concoction of turmeric and stuff and we start our day with that after the gym. Awesome, great. So on a scale from one to 10, Michael, with uh, one being uh, the least organized and 10 being the most organized, where would you put yourself? Well, if I'm speaking, I give myself a seven. If Charles was speaking, he would maybe give me a three. <laughs> Maybe we should have Charles on the show next. Yeah, really. <laughs> you have to listen to this, babe. I'm giving you a shout out here because now's your chance. <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. So somewhere between a three and a seven. Excellent. So that that um, with or without the martini, that ought to give the listeners some some sense of uh, confidence when it comes to creating structure in a you know in a in a structureless world, right? Well, Andrew, if I could just chime in, I mean, I find it interesting when you ask that question because my organization or lack thereof certain times can affect other people. It can affect a relationship or sometimes it can affect a business relationship. And I think one of the things that I'm getting to know more about is that I'm very organized when it comes to pleasing my clients and servicing my clients. But on the personal front, there, there are some things that I could honestly be doing better. Okay, so like, do the clothes get into the hamper? The clothes get into the hamper. Um, <laughs> gosh, now you're asking, this is mail making me what? <laughs> clothes do get into the hamper and the laundry is done. And yes, I do change my undergarments every single day. Okay, okay, too wait, wait, too fine, too <laughs> And we're back. Um, but I think there are certain things it can be something basic as to canceling a health insurance policy because I already have health insurance, that I just take more time than I really need to. And I think it puts stress on the, on the relationship. I think especially when Charles and I initially started dating, he didn't understand that my workday rarely ends at five. Right. And as much as I really try to manage my clients and make them happy, and don't feel the need to always respond to an email the second it comes in, certain clients expect that. So it's really a balancing act when it comes to organizing how I can better organize my business life because that stumbles into my personal life. Right. Well, that's great. So this is an excellent segue into a question that I wanted to ask you, which I think the listeners will like to know about. Uh, you know, I'm often asked about 
stuff discordance in relationships, and I'm not assuming that you guys are necessarily stuff discordant, although your rating of a possible three from Charles sounds like there might be some discrepancies there, but just really the idea of merging households, right? Because it doesn't really matter whether you are moving into a college dorm room for the first time, or you are moving into a, a, a co-living situation for the first time, or you're uh, moving in with somebody that you're in an intimate relationship with. The idea of your stuff and somebody else's stuff and trying to figure out where the home for each of those things are and which things you're going to keep. So what was that process like for you two? So you guys live together. Do you live in one apartment? We live in one apartment. I gave up my uptown apartment, which was larger than where I'm living now. But we have something hanging on our wall that I made and it's a Venn diagram in color. And it says you, me, and us. Nice. Not us that brings us together. And I think when it comes to unstuffing my life and, and combining it with someone else I'm in love with, it was very challenging. I acquiesced in many ways. I gave up a lot of my stuff and uh, because his home was already decorated. So I brought in a few things that were very important to me. But now it's very interesting. I have my stuff in storage with actually a very interesting company called MateSpace. Oh, uh-huh. I just find they photograph everything and I get ding something like $300 a month. And there has to come a time where I have to evaluate all this stuff and say, you know something, it's time to, and Andrew, I know you, you so believe in this, just mm-hmm. let it go. For example, in storage, I have every single playbill from every show that I've seen since I was five. Wow. <laughs> so what am I going to do with that? I have all the memories, but that's just one example and other other things. Yeah, so that, I mean, that is a, a, a cautionary tale is perhaps a little strong, but it, it certainly I am, I'm, a, I, I'm very... Uh, I'm very clear about offsite storage, and this is this is one of those instances, right, where um, in merging households, where as as a temporary stopgap, as you're figuring out what you're integrating with uh, another person, it makes sense. Just like if you're renovating a home and it's temporary storage, but at some point, right, the the those playbills have no necessary monetary value. They have tremendous sentimental value, but there's not a lot of money tied up in it. And every time you, you cut that check or they hit your credit card for 300 bucks, I mean, the sting is there. Sadly, we, all, as creatures, we have a short memory span. So it, it, by two days after that hits your Amex uh, card, you've forgotten it and you're off to something else until it circles back in a 28 more days and then suddenly it, it stings again. And it's very easy, I think, for folks to just set it and forget it in that way and have the momentary reaction and then whatever we do to, to minimize the impact of that and, and procrastinate. So whether it's the health insurance, the policy that needs to be canceled or- a second. You are now driving me to action. I keep you not. <laughs> end our talk with the three of us i'm now going on to make space check in on all my stuff is and keep it lose it because it's not only about the 300 dollars. it's actually something that clutters my mind exactly who's there what's here but now you are driving me to action so listen to the listeners actually 
Kevin, you are driving in action. <laughs> awesome. I'm, I'm totally excited. We give you a bell for that as well. That is awesome. So, you know, if, for those of you who are listening in, right, I mean, it just whether it's 60 bucks a month, $300 a month, or $1,000 a month, you really got to be clear about what you're keeping in storage because that stuff, if it doesn't have deep financial value, you have to find a way to process through the, the emotions and the sentiment uh, the sentiment because yeah. uh, otherwise you're just you're you just run the risk of spending thousands of dollars and then you're still going to get to the same point of letting it go and wouldn't it be better to have that money in your pocket to be able to take a trip or do something yes you made the point Mel, and i get it yes i'm gonna take it. <laughs> <laughs> you made it very don't berate me. No, I'm no, no, no. You know, I, I love you. I love you. I'm not. I, this is so therapeutic. I love it. Can I ask you guys a question? Please. Yeah, of course. Um, so one of the challenges that takes up a lot of time, and I'm sure you guys have something to say about this, that whether you're running a business or whether you're doing something personally, I spend a lot of time emailing people back and forth just to set up a meeting. And I know there are like these virtual assistants, which I've heard about, but it seems somewhat impersonal. And for a lot of people who struggle with just like, how do I get everyone on the same page? Is there something that you would recommend that myself and maybe your listeners look into? Sure. Well, I will yeah. tell you that in my company, and we use Calendly, um, which is an app. It's a web-based app. There's also um, Doodle is another one. You, you'll remember that when we were uh, when we were more active in the Experts Collective, I used to use TimeBridge, which closed. That's no longer open. But I think if you Google Calendly or Doodle, uh, you specifically, Michael, but the listeners as well. And if you don't like either of those apps, you're just what you're looking for. You could do a search string for um, uh, appointment scheduling apps, and they allow you to sync your calendar and then publish it to the web. And understand, like, they don't need to see your doctor's appointments or things like that. Basically, what all of these apps do is they isolate free time in your calendar that then is published. So somebody that you're trying to coordinate a meeting with can find a window of time that matches their calendar, and then they can book an appointment for you. So virtual assistants, uh, I mean, this is really, in some ways, um, um, robotic assistance because it's not a person. I mean, there are also virtual assistants who could, for entrepreneurs or just for anybody who wants more staff but doesn't necessarily want somebody at home, they could manage your, your calendar for you. They could, they could uh, screen emails for you. I have an executive assistant who um, typically sits behind me there uh, and she handles my inbox. She's setting up my appointments for me. But there are times when I will release, uh, I, I will send a Calendly link to a new client or somebody that I'm doing an event for. Because it just makes it, all of those emails back and forth. Can you do it Tuesday? Well, I can do it Tuesday at 11. That doesn't work for me. How about 12? No, 12 doesn't work. How about one? No. Well, what about Wednesday? And all of that is wasted time. And sadly, in this world of technology. Now, it, I will also put a plug in for the old school of just picking up the phone and being in front of your calendar at the same time that somebody else is. But if that just doesn't work because even that is hard to sometimes coordinate, right? I mean, I, I'm a firm believer in sometimes the phone is the quickest way to get a response, not texting, not email. 
But if, if, if it's somebody that you don't have a, an established relationship with and the phone is not the right tool, certainly these virtual uh, applications can move things forward for you. That's, a, that's really good advice that I'm going to look into both those scheduling systems because I think um, whether you work for yourself or whether you're working for a Fortune 100 company, it's really about how you're really managing your time and this is what you both do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. From my perspective as running a small business, it's that duality of servicing the clients and being very responsive and then keeping new um, you know, customer prospects, client prospects in the, uh, in the pipeline. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think for, for anyone working today, if we're not mindful of how we use our, our, our days or our weeks, we could be easily working 60 to 80 hours a week. Right. And you, and your job could be about email instead of actually the meat of your work. Right. I mean, the email, email is just another mode of communication. It isn't, unless your job is customer service, I mean, and yours is servicing customers, but it isn't, it's not like you're answering the phone at L.L. Bean dealing with somebody who's got a zipper problem with their fleece jacket. I mean, okay. that's customer service. L.L. Bean, who are you wearing? Who makes the shirt? Uh, this? <laughs> yes. Uh, this is um, Taylor Bird. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A little plug for them. I really, I'm, uh, I'm very happy with their garments. <laughs> The shirts, uh, they travel really well. And I mean, I'm on the road more than I would like to be sometimes. And so um, I, like, I like the button-down collar. And at the same time, it's a short sleeve shirt. So now that, it, now that it is 90 degrees in New York in June, um, uh, it's very nice to be able to be comfortable. Okay, well, I want you, if you want to have me back on the show or just have me listen, I would love if you haven't done an episode on how to become a more organized packer when you're traveling. Oh, That's sure. An excellent topic. I need so much help with that. So, so much help on a host of levels. Whether I'm packing for personal or business, I can just tell you a lot of war stories and I would love to hear what you say about sure, well, that would be great. And maybe uh, we can even bring in our other friend, Pauline Fromer, right? Oh, I mean, that's we could, perfect. We could have a lovely four-way conversation with uh, Pauline, who's a, another friend, another member of the Experts Collective. So from the Fromer family of travel. Travel, travel, yes. I mean, you know, uh, so oh I'll bet she'll have, she'll have some advice and I'll, I'll, I certainly have some advice because I am on the road often and I, I definitely have, and, and Debbie is a, a road warrior as well. So um, this has been, this is, I'm blessed you're having me on the show, but this is so therapeutic. I really now want to take action after this. I it's awesome. I've got life for it to do. I know. So um, uh, we're, we're going to wind up uh, in just a second. I do want to, I'm going to ask that, um, that you, uh, that you report back to us. Cause I'll, I'll, uh, I'll update it on the blog and I'll let everybody know uh, you can, you can send us a, a, like whatever the version of an after is with make space where you can let us know that you're down from whatever you had in storage. However, incrementally you can reduce that down. We're, uh, we're all rooting for you. And so I want to know, I want to know about the progress after this call. So and I want to make one caveat when you yeah. ask about organized scale zero to 10, right? So I think Charles would give me a three cause I think he's like an 11 or 12. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyway, um, it was such a joy speaking with you, and I think you are just offering just such a wonderful tool for people to learn about the idiosyncrasies of people's lives, but there's such commonality. Such yeah. Commonality. 
Well, and I mean, everybody, it's, it's one of the things I love about my work is that everybody struggles with not enough time and too much stuff. Few people are in the sweet spot where they have all the time they want and no clutter and nothing that's distracting them or creating obstacles towards what they want to be spending their time doing. So anything that we can do to move that needle forward is an opportunity to, to help somebody set themselves free. So I'm, I'm delighted that you've been here. Any last words, anything that you want to uh, leave the audience with a, a, a takeaway? Well, a few things. Number one, I love what you just said, set yourself free. But there I can already feel a lightness of when I take action that is going to simplify my life. Actually, I uh, have written on my uh, conference board here I, a different saying to keep me alive every day. Uh -huh. and today it says, a life with meaning versus a life with means. And I think for me to have more of a life of meaning, I need to frankly unstuff. <laughs> <laughs> So, but what I also want to say is that the same way that I enjoyed connecting with you both today, I'm truly blessed that I spend my work connecting with people over food, drink, and travel experiences. And my tagline, the subject of, rather, at the bottom of all my emails is, the supreme accomplishment is to blur the line between work and play. And I'm blessed to love what I do, um, even though I need to get more organized. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. So tell us again where we can find you. Thank you so much. You can find me in Soho many different times. Or my laundry in to brown bag laundry. You can find me, you can find me at michaelgreen.com. Michael. Right. Michael Green, G-R-E-E-N, no E and the end of green, michaelgreen.com. Michael, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. Joyful. We'll get you back on and we'll do, we'll do that travel segment. That'll be great. Yeah, thank you, Michael. That's great. Bye, everybody. Uh, thanks for tuning in for another episode of thanks Unstuff America. Thanks for listening America. to Unstuff we'll America. If you like what you've heard, please leave us some stars and a favorable review at iTunes. And be sure to visit andrewmellon.com, where you can get Andrew's three-day quick start course. It's the quickest way to jumpstart your organizing efforts now. <laughs>